0: Coming up this week, walkers are coming to Universal Studios Hollywood, a hint at what might be coming to the top floor of the Tomorrowland Expo Center, and no more Baby Shamu. Plus, later, listener Karin returns for more trip planning advice. And if that's not enough, March Madness continues. (laughs) All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 559, for the week of March 20th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey, and Michael Bowling. Springtime for desserts <laughs> and
1: Disneyland.
0: Oh my goodness! Plus our special guest Brian Arkins. How are you, Brian?
2: I'm doing great. Good. All right.
1: <laughs> this makes two for you, Brian. You <laughs> got to come up with a signature. high there. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: So As a Brian.
0: Brian is. True. Brian, you'll remember I guess from time
2: for Hitler in my head now. <laughs> yeah, so. no thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you'll remember from. Harry Potter West, who shared his thoughts on that, and he's back to talk boys and berries. Lots of boys and berries, which we will get to. Which we will get to in a bit. First, we want to say hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. Um, (laughs) Mixler! If you want to, if you want to listen every Sunday evening at seven p.m. Pacific or Disneyland time, head over to Mixler.com. It's M-I-X-L-R.com, and look for the Disneyland edition. Uh, You can find a link on our show notes page and also on our Facebook page. We post it every week. Um, Be sure to check out the rest of the Diz Unplugged podcasting network. Um, Monday is the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. Tuesday, live at 10 a.m. Pacific, is the Orlando Show. Thursday, live at 10 a.m. Pacific, is the Universal Show. Um, and then, of course, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific is The Daily Fix, your three-, four, your three to four-minute Disney News Bites. All right, speaking of Disney Unplugged, last week I told you to listen to the um, Disney Unplugged podcast about for information about the 10th anniversary. I apparently was wrong. However, <laughs> the information has been released, uh, information on hotel stays, if you want to stay at a... Um, on-property hotel during the time period of the 10th anniversary this coming July. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. There's also a link on a thread on the does Unplug forum um, with information about getting a quote on the hotels for the does Unplugs big 10th anniversary come that's coming up in July. All right. Uh, time for housekeeping. Um, I have a couple. Let me go f- First, uh, did you guys see that Beauty and the Beast is back at at Fantasy Fair, Michael? No, I didn't. Okay, so we we had talked about that it was coming back, but mm-hmm. they just kind of alluded to Snuck a it in there. alluded to a hypothetical date, and so it is back. So that's kind of cool. That's I'll,
1: a cute one. I like that one. Yeah,
0: I I don't like it as well as as it's Tangled as yeah. Tangled, but yeah, okay. it's better than having more Frozen. <laughs> um, also saw that apparently, but it looks like by now all of the metal detectors are are ran by Disney security rather than um, outsourcing.
1: Yay! Yeah, that's so good.
0: At least, at least this from my or my, they're
1: pretending.
0: My survey of one um, this morning on the downtown Disney side, all of the metal detectors were were cast members, so that's kind of good.
1: Either that, or they got them all. They got them all costumes. No,
0: and stop. No. or they get them all trained at least. Uh, quick coasting for kids non-update. Um, we don't have any new information. However, they cleared out all the 2015 information from the website and have put a big old sign that says "coasting for kids 2016 coming soon." So at least they're thinking about it, I guess.
1: Um, maybe there were some legal things that had to be worked out.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know. Well, and the, uh, the, that's the, the they're seems- they're also maybe looking at an alternative to Cedar Fair. I think is what's what's in the cards. Hmm, so. Ah, what time of the month? The or what time of the year do they usually do it? First Sunday in June.
3: Oh wow, that's
0: quick. Yeah, usually we've we've known like a month ago. So, um, one quick thing before we. Talk. Li- li- we'll t- talk a little later about Knotts Berry Fest, Knott's Boysenberry Festival, but a couple quick Knotts items. Um, Starbucks is now open. That opened uh, officially on Friday, um, and it doesn't seem like it. Didn't seem like it was that big of a location. What's your opinion, Brian?
2: It seemed kind of small. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's in Especially sa- if you're used to the ones in the Disney parks. Yeah. This is really small. Yeah.
0: Um, it's in the old ice cream location, which is the same building around the corner from that um, where they're doing the the chicken to go now, which was yeah. the it used to be Pink's hot dogs, and then it was like the cable car kitchen. Now it's chicken to go, and then around the corner, the in the backside is Starbucks. So it's on the, around the corner,
2: not facing the street. It's it's near the uh, annual. Pass processing yeah, building. Yeah.
0: It's kind of hidden, actually.
2: When we were there, it had the, the line for processing went right. Yeah, down. I don't know what what's going. on <laughs> That was on crazy. There. Yeah, it went right past Starbucks the whole yeah. way.
0: Um, the other the other kind of bad news is Ghost Rider is not going to be done in time. They were hoping to open that for the beginning of the of the 75th anniversary f- um, celebration for uh, Ghost Town. On May twenty seventh, and it is not going to be done. They have no official date, but it's going to be in June sometime. So, and hello to Mary Joe who is listening. Maybe I don't know, or just chatting. She
1: she's chatting. Chatting in the in she the has chat no room. Sound. Okay,
0: cool. Well, not cool, but she's in Mexico.
1: Mary Joe with no sound. So Mary
0: Joe is Ooh. in f- is Mary oh, Joe plugged? Yes, in she's in Florida. <laughs> Tony, I don't know where Tony is, but. He's not we'll he, He's it on actually. Good. He's on a he's on a plane. On I think.
1: Late yeah, later. Tony.
0: Yeah, Tony's on a plane. So
1: I have to support my boy. Yeah.
0: Um, want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Brian, who I ran into in, in Disneyland Resort today. gave me an interesting rumor. Speaking Ooh. speaking of Starbucks, we know that the new one is going in down by, um, the DVC thing. Yep. Um. Apparently, once that is done they're going to retrofit the current starbucks to be like the evening program where they have alcohol
1: yeah oh, i wow. heard that
0: oh you heard that, that of, and you haven't yeah, shared that,
1: was, that? We talked about that we did not Somebody somebody and I talked about that.
0: Well <laughs> so
1: I know that, some, that, that it was okay, the it, lady
3: at the checkout <laughs> counter. Yes.
1: No, little, I remember hearing little, that. Little, and little. I remember specifically having a discussion with somebody about pros or cons. Uh, okay.
0: Opinions. What are you what's your opinion?
1: You know, they serve um, there's Mary Joe sending us messages now while mm-hmm. we're talking. Yeah. Um they stop. They, they serve alcohol at other locations in downtown Disney. Yeah, exactly. I have not yet been to a Starbucks that does the alcohol program, so I have not tried it yet. Did, will they have Irish coffee? <laughs> I I know, right? That would be awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think they even do. I, I think it's just like beer and wine, right?
2: Oh, okay. I don't, I don't not know. even not even coffee flavored liqueur. I, I don't mean, know. Of...
0: I don't know.
1: I, I would think that there would have to be coffee drinks, but you never know.
0: All right. People in, in listening live, give, give us an answer. What kind of stuff do they serve at a Starbucks with booze? Dina would know. She knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks nights. Nice. All right. Uh, While well, well, we're waiting on an answer for that, uh, anybody else have housekeeping? Yeah, I do. Go ahead.
3: I have a couple. Since Mary Joe's not here. No
0: worries. Um, there's more no rules of- on housekeeping. You, you, you can have zero. <laughs> a- you can have five. I don't care.
3: Okay. There's a couple of magazine articles that I thought folks might be interested in, or, or well, or not. Um, <laughs> Entertainment Weekly, uh, March 25th, 2016. There is a little in their news and notes section Hogwarts Goes Hollywood, exclusive details on the new Wizarding World attraction. The only way these are exclusive is exclusive you just said, heard, said, what? They're opening Hogsworth in Hollywood. This is the only way any of this would be something you didn't know. Um, anyway, it's nice little article in there. We've talked about virtually all of this months ago on the show. But what I did find interesting, and maybe because I'm not tuned into it, is, you know, the November film Fantas- Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. They do have like four little bullets on... Things from that. And I really hadn't heard all of these. So I'll just tell you sort of the highlights and you can Google them. Um, there's an interesting little tidbit about scourers and how they were more unforgivable than death eaters here in North America. And they were behind the Salem witch trials. And in North America, the scourers were actually, uh, they were actually, um, the, they were magicals who were persecuting other magicals. So very different from the Death Eaters. So that's an interesting twist. Um, If you want to insult a North American wizard, call him a Dorcas. So now we know (laughs) where that comes from. But it goes into why. There's a whole story about Dorcas 12 trees. And it goes on from there, and all about the magical Congress of the United States of America and Rappaport's laws. It's actually quite interesting. And in here in North America, there is no monopoly on wand making, like in the British Isles. Um, there are four wand makers um, hmm. in the United States, and they make they make um, wands using things from um, thunderbird tail feathers to the spines of the white river monsters of Arkansas. So I love how they're um, you know they're bringing in our own mythology and creatures. Here and butter beer during the depression, mm-hmm. um, butter beer was not outlawed.
1: <laughs> well, because butter beer theoretically is an alcoholic, right? Well,
2: I think in North the books, America, it's a, little, it's a little iffy,
3: yeah. And I think in North America, it, it appears it was alcoholic, hmm. Um, a
1: at least that's risky the, North America, that's
3: what they think. We have to leave it to us, you know. But uh, anyway, in Cruise Travel Magazine. Uh, March, April 2016. There's actually quite a few interesting articles. They have a new look at the Disney Dream, all about the refurbishment. It went through. This is a, an in-depth article. And, you know, since this is about cruising, they talk about everything from the quality of the carpets to, to the, the wall treatments. I mean, it's everything in there um because that's what this magazine gets into they also talk about alaska 2016 so if you are planning a cruise to alaska this is everything that's new in alaska for the season and their port of the month is juno their ship of the month is royal caribbean's anthem of the seas which john and kevin talked about on the dreams unlimited um podcast so and they reviewed that one so cup so you might actually find that one a little more interesting And, uh, oh, there's a new, um, another thing is there's a new March event. The Walt Disney Family Museum just sort of keeps rolling things out in March. This is interesting for anybody who's an artist. This is a drawing class. With Chris Petrovsky, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. He has, um, for the last 10 years, he has worked in 2D animation, storyboarding, concept art, and illustrations. I'm sure some artists and gamers, I think, probably have heard of his clients. Um, Magic, The Gathering, Electronic Arts, Redwood Shores, The Godfather, Lord of the Rings, The Sims. um, Electronic Arts, Maxis, did Spore. Um, five, Activision, THQ, Wild Brain, he was the layout artist. Warner Brothers, he was the storyboarder for them, and Colossal Pictures, he was a 2D animator. He re- just returned from Shanghai, China, where he was an art decorator for Concept Art House, and he taught um, concept art at Shanghai's Fantasy China Cartoon and Game convention. He's also taught at the Academy of Art University in Beijing, Central Academy of Fine Arts, San Jose State University. So, this is sort of the reason they're having this is just as Walt recognized that a strong drawing foundation is important for his artists. Here, this is a five-day course where you can build your own fundamental drawing skills inspired by Walt Disney Studios' drawing practices. So you can explore classic techniques to add depth to simple shapes and fabrics and expand your knowledge of gestures and pose by drawing from closed models. Um, so this is during spring break. So it's coming up uh, Monday, March 28th um, to Friday, Friday, April 1st from 2.30 to 5.30. It's open to ages 14 and up. This is limited to 15 students. So you're gonna get one-on-one attention. On Monday, you'll talk about fan foundation drawing, value and tone and shapes. Tuesday, foundation drawing, fabrics and folds. Wednesday, clothed figure drawing, gestures and balance. Thursday, clothed figure drawing, human proportions, anatomy and basic forms. And Friday, costume figure drawing, simplified folds on human forms. Sounds like a really unique opportunity if you're a young artist. Uh, so, um, go on to the, the, Uh, museum's website, WaltDisney.org, where you can find out more information about signing up and how much it is and things like that.
0: Very cool. Alright, any other housekeeping?
1: Mm -mm.
0: Okay. Uh, Before we head over to news, let's talk about the Knott's Boysenberry Festival. Got to check that out... When was that? Yesterday.
2: Yesterday. Yeah, that oh, was yesterday. God.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> I'm so sad I didn't get to go along. My mean kids.
0: And dragged dragged along bri- dragged along Brian and some other dude.
2: Yes. yes. Good old Frank.
0: Yeah, good old Frank, uh, who didn't want to be on the show. So we're just going to talk about him.
2: That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you told him he couldn't. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. He he figured it would it would uh, be better coming with one voice. Oh, okay, cool. All right. <laughs>
0: You know what he's going to say, anyway, right? Exactly. All right,
2: cool. All we right, we agree so, on we agree on everything all the
0: time. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the Natsbury <clears throat> Festival kicked off uh, Saturday and runs through April 3rd. Um, they have special menu items at. I think there's three temporary kiosks, plus there's special menu items at several different. Um, Existing locations, Um, and what was I going to say? I can't remember.
2: There are lots of boys and berries. Lots
0: of boys and berries. Yes.
2: Any way you can think of a boysenberry? Yes.
0: True.
2: True. 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 True.
0: Love
1: Uh, boysenberries.
0: So uh, we took advantage of the tasting cards. Um, they have two different tasting cards, um, one for food, one for booze and for full disclosure, because this was a media event, we did not pay for these tasting cards. Um, but the, each of the tasting cards cover six items and they are $25. So each. really each really not a bad, not a bad deal. Uh, how's so the we'll-
1: portion size
0: uh, potion size for the tastings are slightly smaller than what you would get if you purchased the item,
1: right? But not
0: very small. But not very small. Very small. We can. Well, we'll go through and we talk about them. Yeah, they um, are generous. Yeah. yeah, And if you if you go to our Facebook page, there are some pictures. So uh, let's talk about the food first. Let's. Just, I'll, I'll just go down the list um, okay. on the on the card. Um actually this was the first thing we tried too. This was the Boysenberry Barbecue short ribs. These were at a kiosk. Oh, let's talk about the kiosks. If you want something from the kiosk and this is and you're not using the tasting card, this is kind of weird. They don't have a cash register at the temporary kiosks. You have to go to a nearby location that's shown that's posted on the on the kiosk. <clears throat> And make your purchase there, get your receipt, and then go wait in line at the at the temporary booth.
2: Yeah, and that so was causing confusion for some people. It was causing people. confusion, especially the, on the first day. Yeah, the sign that says, you know, purchase at the bakery mm-hmm. is small. Yeah. And it was only, it, it seemed like every kiosk we approached, the sign was always on the opposite side.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, so, you know, I, I heard some people who were like, I waited in the long line and I can't get anything. Yeah.
0: All right, so the short ribs were um, grilled. I don't know how they were cooked, but they were in the kiosk. They were put on a grill, yeah, and then ser- placed on a small bed of rice, and then cov- pour, uh, barbecue sauce was poured over them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not okay. how I not how I pictured ribs, not, or not how I pictured short ribs.
1: I mean, no, normally, no. normally short sure ribs are usually braised,
0: braised and like fall off the bone. And yeah, no, these were not.
2: Yeah, no, the, the meat didn't fall off the bone, but it wasn't. I mean, they were kind of tough, but not terribly. <laughs>
0: they tough. were they were tough. They were fatty. They, they were fatty. So yes, they,
2: they, they, they weren't were worth fatty. it. They were think? not. No, no. But I do have to say the this was our first taste. So the boysenberry barbecue sauce was a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. um, it was. It's very tasty
0: hmm
2: Do Yum. they sell it? Do they sell yes. like bottles? Yes, of they it? do. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. They sell big bottles of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> everywhere.
1: Ha cha 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 cha. <laughs> Alright,
0: number two. Uh the, and also at that location you can get um a barbecue chick uh boys barbecue chicken sandwich. Ooh. So yeah. Uh number two was Did these... anybody try
1: that anyway?
0: No. We we no. had we fine. our stomachs were fine with the
2: six tastings and yeah, no. Well,
1: the interesting that's good thing, to know. Then, the, the interesting
2: yeah. thing is about the tasting card is that they, you, you you get what's on the card. So it wasn't like you could go up to the booth and say, "I would like to try the ribs right. or the chicken." Right. You just had, you just got ribs.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. You know, so so
1: folks with allergies may want to. Yeah, yeah, they may. I don't know. They make
0: exceptions for that, but yeah, I don't know how that would work. Right, so the second item was the spicy boysenberry barbecue wings, um, which I'm I, not a big wing eater. The they were okay, but you guys, you guys liked them, right? Yes,
2: yeah. Okay. Um, Frank really liked these. These were, I, I believe, these were his favorite.
0: And were um, there. F- Three or four.
2: We each got four, and Frank got five because the lady liked him best Yes, there
0: we
1: go. You work it, Uh, Frank. And this was supposed
0: supposed to be a spicy sauce, and I didn't get the spice, but you got the spice because you're. I got
2: the spice, and Frank got spice on his too. He he also had a lot of sauce. The sauce. Yeah, he got more sauce. He got the first
0: plate though, and this was like a new batch that she had just tossed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, she must have really liked him. Yeah. Um, but he, he really thought, you know, he felt the, the spice. Um, he liked it better. Well, we haven't talked about the meatballs yet, but he liked it better than the meatball sauce because it was thinner. Okay. And he thought that worked much better with chicken.
0: Okay.
2: And we ate the whole thing.
0: Yeah. We, yeah. Um, also at their, uh, this was uh, Sutter's Grill. They also served fish and chips with boysenberry tartar sauce. Ooh. That scared and us. Yeah. Oh,
1: see, I I would think that would be interesting.
0: And corn on the cob with boysenberry butter, which I kind of
2: find interesting. Yeah, that would have been interesting.
0: All right, the Calico Fry Company, besides they had, um, they served French fries with boysenberry aioli, but, oh no, boysenberry ketchup, boysenberry ketchup. Different, they had garlic fries with boysenberry ketchup or just french fries with boysenberry ketchup. But the big item and the, what was on the tasting card was fried alligator bites with Yay. fries and boysenberry aioli. Okay, so this was my first time having alligator.
2: My this last, is my second.
0: My last time having alligator. No. <laughs> oh, you
3: gotta have it in a good spot. Yeah, I had it twice too. My first and last time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and... It, what What do you normally get in these, these reviews? It wasn't disgusting. these, um,
2: these were not good
0: <laughs> and <laughs> it's not, not and it's not that it was alligator. they just weren't prepared well.
2: No, nah, that's true. yeah. they had no taste it It wasn't even that they tasted like chicken. they tasted like nothing.
0: yeah, it, they tasted like the greasy batter
2: yes yeah. yeah and and I think each of us had one of the bites that was slightly larger than the others, and that one for all of us had a weird uh texture. It just was not good. (laughs) It was like tofu. It was just weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was no seasoning, no salt and pepper, anything on these. And the flavor from the aioli just didn't go.
2: And it was very overpowering. It was very, very sweet.
1: Yeah. So it was a miss. That's a shame.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So hopefully Because alligator, they'll...
1: when done right, is good. Right,
2: and keep it in... was very popular. It was the longest line we were keep in.
0: Keep in mind, this was the very first day, so they may be working out some some kinks after they hear this review. Well, um, it's
1: popular because it... everybody wants to be macho and have the gator.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and it was also popular because it was on the card. Yes. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. misspelled it on their sign yes. at the kiosk, so, so that we, was kind of funny. we were funny. thinking
0: it was fake alligator because it was only one yeah. L.
2: It's like crab meat with a K. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so number four on the card <laughs> was the Boysenberry Barbecue Meatballs. Mm. This was uh, three good-sized meatballs on a stick with barbecue sauce poured over the top of them. I enjoyed mine.
2: I liked them. Yeah, I liked these. These were really good. Um, yeah. The 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 barbecue sauce was very thick on these, but I think that paired well with the yeah. meatballs. Yeah.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. This is from the Churro Factory, and they also serve a boysenberry stuffed churro, a churro sundae with boysenberry ice cream, cinnamon chips with boysenberry topping, a foot-long hot dog, or a jalapeno sausage with boysenberry relish. None of that sounds good. Okay. (laughs) 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 All right, now time for dessert. Um, The number five is the boysenberry panna cotta with almond crumble.
2: That was very good.
0: It was good, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not usually into panna cotta, but this was... It was...
2: The I nice thing about it, it, was light.
0: Yeah, it was like a whipped custard almost.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, panna cotta, is, panna cotta should be light, and it should be smooth on the mouth.
2: And this was.
0: Yeah. The, the, only, the only criticism I have is the description of the al- al- almond crumble which really wasn't. It was just like a little sprinkle of granola.
1: <laughs> oh. oh so it was tasty. tasty, though.
0: It wasn't like
3: baked, a baked
2: crumble.
0: No, 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 no. no, no. This was just a little... A little little
2: sprinkles, sprinkles on top to add texture. Yep, yep, yep. And there was also a little dollop of like a boysenberry jam yeah. in the center. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I thought that would be too much, but it actually paired really well. And it wasn't
0: overly sweet, which was, which was good.
2: No, that was really good. Yeah. Because there was a lot of sugar the whole day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Did they serve anything else there?
2: Well, that was at the, um, the bakery. Bakery. Oh, so they so, have all kinds of be- yeah, boysenberry stuff there, pies and yeah. cheesecakes and
1: Yay, I walked paws. in wanting
2: one of everything. Yeah. It just all looks so
0: good. Hmm. Um. We let's see. One thing we didn't try was the Fireman's barbecue that was serving a boysenberry barbecue pulled pork sandwich. Um I think we've covered everything else except the oh the boysenberry cotton candy at one of the locations. All right, so the last thing on our card was the boysenberry dessert flautas. Mm. These were um it was a serving of two on this one and it was a f- smallish flour tortilla. Stuffed with what we thought may was maybe the boysenberry pie filling. Yeah. It was too it was too thick to I be like it was too thick to be jam, but it was more like a bite and then deep fried and covered with um powdered sugar. Yeah. Winner. This was the winner. This was the winner.
2: This um, was so good.
0: Yeah.
1: It sounds good.
2: Were they yeah. hot? Yes. Were they hotter? Yes. Mm. yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Flouders should always be served hot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this was I would, I would really, really tasty. These. these I would yes. go back
0: for. I, I mean, I might get the meatballs again. Um, and I might go I'd back get the and chicken and tr- wings. wings again. I might go back and try the pulled pork sandwich, but I would definitely get these again.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now, was this the extent of everything they offered? Or was this like a sampler? Uh, this was a sampler. This was six mm-hmm. items, a sampler, and I, I was I talked about some of the other things, um, that, like the chicken sandwich that we didn't get, the pulled pork sandwich we didn't get,
2: that's the cotton good. candy,
0: and the cotton candy, and then the the location that had the flautas also had the fun bun, which is the deep uh-uh. fried cinnamon roll with cream cheese topping.
2: Oh yeah, covered with uh, lots of boysenberry.
0: Covered with lots of boysenberry, uh, with boysenberry cream cheese topping, and the fun stick, which I don't know where they get the name from. It's deep fried cheesecake on a stick covered with boysenberry sauce. Oh my goodness! However, we discovered that because Frank had to have this, um, yes, he did. It was not just deep fried (laughs) cheesecake; it was deep fried boysenberry cheesecake.
1: Yes! Wow!
2: It was so good.
1: (laughs) I bet
2: Yeah. Uh, we had one, and we we split it uh, between the three of us. Oh, well, it was good. Yeah, no,
0: it wasn't as good as the the flautas, but it was it was good. Now,
3: now, if um if you attended this, how much is like on on average is an item? Um, because
0: you know, like if you go yeah, to food and wine, they No, they were higher than that. I think because I think weren't the alligator bites like ten dollars.
2: Uh, yes, I think you're right. I think yeah, they were so like the, $9.95 like a full sir, cause these are
0: Because these are more like, if you don't meals. get the tasting card, they are full meals.
2: Yeah, they're, they're not they're chocolate.
0: Full-size. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay.
0: So they're not so, bites
2: like at Epcot. No. but if no. you get
0: the tasting card, you get a smaller portion. No.
2: But even those are still bigger than the Epcot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got a lot of food off of this.
0: I know what Uh, I was going to say when I flaked the other, earlier, um, the, the boys and fairy festival is limited to ghost town. All of the, all the kiosks, all the kiosks and food items are in ghost town. So we didn't see much of the rest of the park. No, (laughs) we (laughs) didn't. (laughs) Um, And all the items,
3: Mm -hmm. all the items on the food card are identical. They don't have different food cards.
2: Um, no, they're spread, spread out. No, they're, they're they are all different.
0: spread out. They're all spread out. Each 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 cart serves a different item, or different center, oh, okay. different menu. And so I'll I'll run, the- I'll run through them real quick. The Spurs Patio Grill, which is like a it's it's a kiosk, uh, serves the chicken sandwich and the short ribs. Uh, Sutter's Grill, which I, which is a existing location, serves the fish and chips, the barbecue wings, and the corn on the cob. Calico Fry Company, which is an existing location, serves the alligator bites. Fireman's Barbecue, which is an existing location, serves the pulled pork sandwich. Uh, the Churro Factory, its an existing location, serves the uh, meat- meatballs plus a bunch of other, like the hot dog with boysenberry relish. Okay. Um, the Ghost Town Grub, which is an existing location, serves... Actually, the Churro Factory... The meatballs were by themselves. In yeah, the they kiosk, were in the kiosk, and then the other stuff was at the at the the main location. Uh, Ghost Town Grub was an existing location. That's where you get the desserts, the the flautas, the fun bun, and the fun stick, which is the cheesecake. Uh, Ghost Town Bakery, which is an existing location, uh, serves all the pies and, and it, all that, plus the panacotta. Cotta. Yeah. So, and then if that were not enough, the Wilderness Dance Hall. Um, had a sampling of wines and um, beers, and some of them boysenberry related, some of them not. And you can do a twenty-five dollar tasting there as well. Actually, I don't think you can buy most most of the wines. You can't buy; you have to do the tasting to get them. looked looked like.
2: Yeah, I think you had to buy the twenty-five dollar card to taste anything.
0: Yeah, except for the beers outside. Yes, you could buy the beers. Um, so this is a six tastings for twenty five dollars, but it also includes a small cheese plate. Mm. It was good with a um, couple couple small small pieces of cheese, some grapes, dates,
2: apricots, uh, dried apricots, uh, uh, strawberries,
0: a stra- big strawberry apricot, and
2: uh, and you um, got the lovely butterfly.
0: I got the butterfly crackers. crackers you got square crackers, and then yeah. there was like two. Pieces of stale tortilla chips or something. Very stale. Yeah. Yes. Um,
2: Those were weird. So they don't seem to go with a cheese plate.
0: Yeah. No, they were no. They, <laughs> yeah, they
2: didn't. They did not. I'll, t- I'll tell you later
0: what they went with. Um, <laughs> outside, they had uh, the beer cart that was serving a boysenberry beer. Also did you try that. Also serving I Shock did. Also serving Shock Top, a berry um cider and then an IPA that wasn't berry related. Um the boysenberry beer was eh sweet? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <sighs> I we didn't taste the boysenberry.
2: That was very light. It yeah. was yeah, it
0: was like they took Shock was Surprising. They sh- took shop top, or Shock Top, Shock Top. And ran it near a boysenberry. Huh.
3: <laughs> How is now? Berry cider sounds like it could be good.
0: It could be, yes.
2: But it wasn't.
0: Um, <laughs> it was. It was okay. It was actually.
2: It was better than the beer.
0: It was better than the beer. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. It was refreshing.
2: Yeah. It was a little. Um, I just had one sip of it because I can't have cider, but it was much more flavorful. Flavorable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then the poison berry wine um, <laughs> i've had
3: apple wine and it's not exciting
2: uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: i i described it as it tasted like i was going to communion
2: and that's exactly what it oh tasted no like. that's tasted sweet like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. so you paired that with the stale tortillas it, yes, was, it was just was like perfect. being a mass yeah it was perfect.
3: <laughs> you must have to an interesting church if the host tastes like stale tortilla chips.
0: Oh man! Um, and then we tried some of the other wines, and they were uneven. Um, you liked? Did, did you enjoy the sangria? They had a the sangria. Yes.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed um, the sangria.
0: That one was kind of special because they served that one on ice. Everything yeah. else was just.
2: Yeah, but it was. Um, so,
0: it was. There were probably what uh, eight or nine vent uh, ventners from around. I don't know where. Um,
2: yeah, they seem to be locals.
0: I, I don't uh, know if they. Well, uh, some of them had like representatives of the vineyard. There's pouring, and then some of them just had knots. Knots employees. Employees yeah. like the sangria
2: pouring. had a knots employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got,
0: got good sized samples. I think you, for the beer and the cider, it was like maybe a what six ounce pour.
2: Maybe yeah. Yeah, that's
1: not bad.
0: And then uh, depending on who was pouring the wine, you got. <laughs> a, a good size little plastic glass of it, enough to taste. I mean,
2: the nice thing about this tasting card, it's different from the other. Um, you you got choose. six tasting, and you got to pick whatever you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, out of all the choices that you had, so you know, mm. on top of the the ones we already talked about, I don't know, Tom, if you tried it, but Frank and I tried a wine from uh, Smashberry.
0: Right, I didn't try that one. You he, he he went back for more of that one, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um we got the white. They had white and red and we got white and that was very very good. Um Frank wanted me to make sure that I mentioned that one. Yeah. Um it it was it seemed like it was a very good um starter wine for somebody right. who doesn't drink wine a lot. So it was very light and not too sweet.
0: Yeah. And then I had I had a couple that were awful. I had um a sparkling rosé that was warm and just bleh.
2: you couldn't put that down fast enough, I
0: uh, no, yeah, no, I pushed that away quick, and then I tried a it was a straw that I got the last half an ounce out of the bottom of the bottle that he poured uh, out, yeah yeah and then and then and then poured a new bottle on top of it, and so it tasted like dirt, yeah, yeah. so and actually, I ended up not using all of my card, me neither, yeah, so.
2: Yeah, I'm not much of a wine or beer drinker anyway. I just wanted it to taste.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, you would spend a lot of but, time in there. Yeah. Um, but again, this is something for probably uh, annual pass holders or locals that you know want want to do something different, want to go to Knots and do do a little something different. So it's kind of fun. This only, does sound like fun. It's only, and I like, like, Boysenberry. One, it's like two weeks. It's only two weeks long, so. Now you do have to have theme park admission. You do have this. to have theme park admission. Okay. Yes, um, and it's interesting how every time we purchased something at any of the, at the food locations, if we added a soda or water or something, they would ask, "Are you a pass holder?"
2: Yes, they did do that, didn't they? Yeah. So
0: they they you know they're they're catering to their annual pass holders, you know, giving them discounts and stuff like that. So
2: yeah, that's very nice.
0: Yeah kind of cool and then we did we did a couple of attractions for brian and frank so that was
2: yeah i hadn't i hadn't been to knott's berry farm in probably 25 years
0: so we took a little tour we did um that was
2: very nostalgic
0: yeah the calico the calico
2: mine 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 ride which they've updated
3: didn't they do a nice job with that
2: they did but i mean it's great i love all the animatronics but so many of the animatronics are like crazy
3: they look scary, don't
2: they? they yeah, they're just their faces like,
3: aren't as fluid as Disney's.
2: Yeah, and you're yeah. really up close to them. You're like mm-hmm. four or five feet away from yeah. some of them, and it's like, I know mining was a hard life, but don't yeah, it, it terrorize me them. with it. Yeah. But it's it's like Westworld. <laughs> yes, it is, yeah. If they if they came alive, that would be truly terrifying. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> But it, that's a gorgeous ride. That ride is just that, that main cavern and then the, the rainbow mm-hmm. uh, um, falls where they have the stalactites and stalagmites. Yeah. That's great in there.
3: Yeah. Did you go on the log ride? No.
1: We did go-
0: that,
3: and it's really well done, too.
1: Yeah. See,
0: we didn't get into the park, and the, the media event didn't start till noon. So we lost a lot of morning park time, a couple hours in the morning that would have been good attraction riding time.
2: And we kept going into sugar comas. Yes, that yeah. too. Oh, I yeah, was, okay. So I we, sit would, down. we Yeah, it's like okay, we're gonna sit and wait a while, yeah. and then we'll move on. So, yeah. um, but we did do the uh, what's the official name? The Voyage
0: vo- Voyage to the Iron Reef. Yeah, Voyage <laughs> yeah. to the Iron Reef, and that was and fun. you won.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: Alright, so definitely check out the Boysenberry Festival, and then, like I said, for pictures, I'll, I'll put through some pictures in our show notes page at www.dizunplug.com and also they're on um, our Facebook page, the Face, the Disunplug Disneyland Edition Facebook page. Alright, time for news. A kind of quick one. Um, we've only seen this one place, so, so we will credit them. Mouse Planet is reporting that the upper level of the Tomorrowland Expo Center which is of course the Innovations, Innovations Building will become a Star Wars Land Preview Center well, Oh really? Well yeah. they said they were going to have a preview
1: center Yeah, so they so said I they, they were going to put yeah, it in was there It's going
0: to be
3: in there, yeah. yeah So when they moved out Marvel
0: yeah.
3: I, I think we all assumed yeah. that was what was happening
0: um, But I, I haven't seen it anywhere confirmed anywhere else so we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that Um some cool stuff coming up at Universal, Nets. You got
1: that? Yep, I sure do. And this is actually something that I reported on during one of um, during. So you heard it first here on the DNews. Oh well, come on! Oh no, you did. If okay. you go back to like a handful of shows when I did a thing, and I remember saying that they were that they were looking into taking one area and making it a possible permanent walkthrough.
0: All right. So, give us some basics. Uh, on this. So,
1: we got confirmation this week that indeed the Walking Dead is moving into Universal Studios Hollywood as a permanent attraction.
3: Where is it moving into?
1: Um, well, over the last three years, Universal Studio has supposedly been working closely with the directors, producers, set designers, and special effects crews from from uh, the show to bring Walking Dead to Universal's annual Halloween Horror Nights. Um, well. Now, they're going to make it a year-round staple, and it's going to be built in in an entirely new structure just inside the theme park's main entrance.
0: So, where the old House of Horrors was, but in a the
2: front The front part of the old House of Horrors area, they've now turned into kind of their main street, and it's a gigantic Universal store with a huge Harry Potter section. And then on the corner is a new Starbucks. The Walking Dead will be behind that. Yep. They're going to be baristas? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. I guess so.
2: Zombie baristas.
1: <laughs> that would be so cool, wouldn't it? That would
2: be
0: hysterical. So it's summer, right?
1: So, um... Yeah, um, Monday morning there was a press release issued, and the Expanded Venture aims to raise the bar for theme park walkthrough mazes and attractions. Um... And so, it's not going to be for the faint of heart. It's going to include um, authentic walker makeup effects, animatronic walkers, Mm -hmm. including more detailed set design, costuming, highly recognizable props um, straight from the show. Um, The... um, executive producer and director greg nicotero uh um and the show's creative team um and the special effects company can be effects are um are doing uh, contributing like actual molds and prosthetics and all that stuff so it's going to be a huge immersive fan experience um so yeah go figure so this is obviously not for the faint of heart, not for the kids, and it sounds like it's going to be pretty fun and pretty intense because they're going for realism and yeah. the whole experience. Yeah. Hmm. So I'll be here there. We go.
3: I've got to start watching this show.
1: Oh, oh my husband's so addicted to it.
3: It's people, so good. People everywhere just keep talking about it.
2: Yeah, and some people, you know, I can't wait, but I know that there's a lot of like uh, Halloween Horror Night fans who consider Walking Dead like the Frozen. Of mm-hmm. horror nights. Yeah. It's like and I, we're I, done. I,
0: I think that's how um, the Univer- dis Universal team reacted last week when this.
2: Yeah, came but I think it's a good idea. I mean, we had a, yeah. a horror walkthrough before, and now the, now to me it just seems like they're going to be updating it. for. That's something that the yeah. general public will know.
3: Oh, Tom, you, when you yeah. and I went, you know, with um, Craig and gang, it right. was it was the whole – that back lot area yeah. was
2: yeah. all lot, Walking Dead. Yeah, a lot of Walking Dead stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the horror fans are thinking because there's now a permanent attraction, you know, there'll now be one more new right. maze for Haunt, which is good. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody wins then.
0: Yeah. yeah. Except for Face Off. Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> that's
1: where
0: – That was – where that one was. All right. Thank you, Nancy. All right. So we also learned this week that SeaWorld has uh, given in and will not be breeding orcas anymore. Um, I don't want to read the news story because I can, or I can choose not to. <laughs> Instead, I pulled a editorial from the San Diego Union-Tribune entitled... PETA won't be satisfied with SeaWorld ever.
3: No, not until it closes its gates.
0: So let let me read this real quick and then then feel free to comment. Uh, There was a sense of inevitability to SeaWorld's announcement Thursday that it will end its orca breeding program and phase out shows in which orcas perform tricks at its aquatic parks in San Diego, Orlando, and San Antonio. Criticism from animal rights groups and politicians a damaging 2013 documentary, declining park visits, lost corporate sponsorships, and a plunging stock price made it clear to SeaWorld Entertainment Chief Officer Joel Mamby that, quote, we needed to remove that cloud, unquote. Ending the breeding program was just the start of SeaWorld's latest public relations push. Mamby and Human uh, Humane Society President and CEO Wayne Passell announced that they would work jointly work on a wide set of animal issues, including sunsetting the use of orcas at SeaWorld parks and maximizing the company's focus on rescue, rehabilitation, and advocacy for marine mammals in the wild. At the same time, one of SeaWorld's most prominent government critics, Assemblyman Richard Bloom, Democrat from San Monica, vowed to continue pursuing a state law regulating how orcas are treated, but offered praise for the company. Bloom said SeaWorld had turned the corner, and Purcell made a similar observation. Again, this is the San Diego Union-Tribune. We wish that were true. This editorial page has praised SeaWorld San Diego as a community asset that has played by federal rules and done excellent work for decades in aiding distressed sea animals. But SeaWorld is never going to turn the corner with people for the ethical treatment of animals, and other groups that believe animals have do- have the same rights as humans. In a statement PETA President Ingrid E. Newkirk said SeaWorld hasn't done nearly enough and should give all of its, quote, long-suffering animals some semblance of a life outside their prison tanks, end quote. Uh, not only will PETA and its 3 million plus members never compromise with SeaWorld, The Orca decision seems likely to embolden the Virginia-based organization in its crusades against the consumption of meat, hunting and fishing, the wearing of leather, and other facets of modern life. PETA even opposes the use of animal testing in developing modern medicines, even though such testing has yielded treatments that have kept tens of millions of people alive. Not only are are SeaWorld's fights far from over, the animal rights battleground could eventually embroil almost everyone. Protesters may come next for your medicine cabinet, your closet, and your bacon. How SeaWorld weathers its coming pressures and PETA's theatrical tactics has repercussions for us all. Pass the popcorn and the bacon salt. So, yeah. again, that is from the, the editorial team at the San Diego Union Tribune. Thank I, you.
3: I, I read another article this week, and it was – and I, I wish I remembered where. It probably would have been handy. <laughs> um, but it was talking about how PETA's going after SeaWorld because they have the money. And yeah. they started outlining other aquatic parks that have appalling conditions for their large mm-hmm. aquatic animals, where they have multiple – dolphins or orcas or whatever in in tanks together that are significantly smaller in tanks where SeaWorld only has one right animal but PETA isn't going after those I mean they're going after SeaWorld because SeaWorld has the money and they make it into the press so I mean PETA I really don't think PETA is concerned about animals, I think as I said, I don't know if I said on show, or maybe it was last year when the Orlando show was recording out here, if PETA were truly interested in this, they would be, uh, of protecting animals, they would be partnering with these, uh, these places that, that have animals there that the public learn about, and, and talking about how can we make this you know, a more um, compassionate environment for them, at the same time, letting humanity know the plight of these animals in the wild. Because studies have shown that children care a whole lot more about poaching of elephants in Africa when they can relate to the elephants, when they see them, you know, in one, like at Animal Kingdom, where they're roaming free, acres and acres and acres. So, um, anyway, so this is a, you know, I see both sides, but I just think Pete is so disingenuous about it. And 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 I'm kind of disappointed that SeaWorld gave in. Yeah, I mean...
0: Especially after after they said they were going to file a lawsuit against the California Coastal Commission. Yeah, but you know when they canceled that tank that they were
3: going to build, I thought, okay, they have something else up their sleeve.
0: Well, now they can build the tank because they're following the rules of the... They're, they're complying with the ruling yeah so anyway and I know I, they just,
2: did... I just hope the rescue work doesn't suffer yeah, I know
1: right and because you if... know,
2: that's, that's the stuff you don't really hear it, about it unless gets it's something n- large
3: it gets no attention and really SeaWorld doesn't toot their own horn not for that really, kind of stuff. That...
1: No.
2: no yeah and that's that's the you know I don't want and, anything to happen to and, that and,
3: and why isn't Petena partnering with them on
2: that I mean, is so, it, because PETA's be-
1: only interested in themselves.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, okay. Don't get me. Don't get me started. <laughs> All right. Um, that is the news time for rapid fire. Um, Michael, why don't you go first? Well, you know, <laughs> you talked
3: about the Knott's Berry Farm food and wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so let's talk about the Disney California Adventure food and wine festival. Mm. And- yeah. This, you know, between knots and this, boy, we theme park people are going to be eating high on the hog. <laughs> Hear that, eat a hog. But, um, but, uh, any- <laughs> but although I don't understand bacon ice cream,
1: but uh, I love bacon ice cream.
3: <laughs> but anyway, so
1: yeah. It, uh, We're
3: about, what, it's a week and a half away, beginning um, the first weekend in April. Every weekend in April, we're going to have the Disney California Adventure Food One Wine Festival. They have released their menus. They are going to have eight theme marketplaces, each celebrating springtime in California. (laughs) And they're also, as they did when they were running this previously, they're going to have some of the restaurants will also have um, special items on their menus. So I'm just going to run through this, and I probably will need help pronouncing some of this. Um, <laughs> La style the the chili ahi poke. Yeah, I wouldn't like to be poked by an ahi. With ahi
1: poke is wonderful. <laughs> poke-y
3: with avocado creme and wakami salad, topped with sesame um, t u i l e. I have Tule. no idea.
1: A tuile. It's a the Tweel is those little thin cracker type.
3: Oh, okay. I know things
1: that. Okay. Yeah, they
3: have they have a name. Um, Pork belly bow taco with pickled vegetables and milk chocolate caramel tart with almond brittle and sea salt. That sounds delicious. Yes, please. Um, Um, Where Mary Jo's heading to is the vineyard, the Cabernet Flight, Chardonnay Flight, Pinot Noir Flight and and Wyvern Cuvee by the Glass.
1: You know, I wonder if they have little barstools that spin around.
3: Oh, I bet. Because Tony's did. not
1: here to say that. <laughs> yes, I
3: know. I'm not seeing any of Mary Jo's comments. I'm sure they're there. Um, wine country. a um, Zinfandel braised wag. Well, dear Lord, it's a meat wagyu well, beef with creamy polenta and spring pea puree, roasted yellow beets and purple. Hayes goat cheese with baby greens, green verjus, sultanas, and cashews. That sounds delicious. Blackberry, not boysenberry, blackberry tart with rosemary, vanilla bean, cream fauché with a cabernet wine yes, glaze. Please. Yeah, that sounds good. Viva fresca! Fresca, fried shrimp soft taco with pickled red onion jalapeno, queso fresco, and avocado lime crema. An Anaheim chili and roasted cauliflower burrito with jack cheese and avocado lime crema. Um, at In Gold Rush, triple cheese, mac, and smoked chicken featuring fontina, cheddar, and gouda cheeses, artichoke chips, and spicy aioli. That sounds good, too. This one sounds funny. Apple bacon whoopie pie with maple cream cheese icing and bacon brittle. Is this dessert or dinner? I yes. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Brew House Southern California Beer Flight, Northern California Beer Flight, and Craft Beers by the Glass. Over at Over at the Farm, Grilled Beef Tenderloin Slider with Chimichurri Sauce, mm. Golden Thai Vegetable Curry with a Jasmine Rice, mm. and Meyer Lemon Macaron with Blackberry Marmalade, Meyer Lemon Cream, and Dried Blueberry yes. Dust. That's
2: yes, delicious. yes, please.
1: Numb.
3: By the Bay. All of this sounds wonderful. White cheddar ale and bacon soup served in a Boudin sour bow mini boulet. Chilled shrimp and snow crab cocktail. Coconut tapioca layered with fresh mango in a lychee boba topped with a green tea micro sponge and mango coolie sesame toulet.
1: Micro sponge? Yeah. Okay, that's- just an hard phrase. I don't well, think I've
3: Well, and I think I said those words right, so I think that's it. Um, festival-inspired it sounds- specialty items at Disney California Adventure Restaurants. So here's what you'll get wandering around all the places to eat. Carthay Circle Restaurant, specialty menu item and wine pairing every week. So it's going to change weekly. Carthay okay. Circle Lounge, though, is going to have mm-hmm. the Carthay Cobb Salad. Haven't they had that? Isn't that a recurring? I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I might be thinking of the Brown Derby. Caribbean Mm -hmm. Club Sandwich. Um, Pacific Wharf Cafe. This sounds really good. Dungeness Crab Corn Chowder. Served in a Boudin Sourdough boulet. At the Cachina Cucamonga Mexican Grill. Shredded Pork tostadas with Grilled Pineapple Slaw and Chipotle Crema.
0: Yum.
3: Yeah. And at the Lucky Fortune Cookery Chicken and Vegetable Dumplings the wine country tutoria fresh strawberry and pistachio cream tart paired mm. with a featured wine and they have, they have a photo of this on their blog it looks tasty mendocino terrace sonoma terrace and hollywood backlot studio bars sausage and cheese plate uh, and looks like from the photo you it's it's not a small amount um, although i could eat it by myself mm. um, f- fruit and cheese plate At the Hollywood Backlot Studios, a soft twisted pretzel with cheese sauce, fruit and cheese plate, and a sausage and cheese plate. So, as we were saying, this does begin April 1st, and it takes place weekends in April. It um, some of the marketplaces will also be open Monday through Thursday. This was a question I think in the Chaturati. You can learn. Actually, um, we
1: got an email about that. Oh,
3: was that it? Okay, to learn. Oh, you're right. To learn more about the festival or make reservations for premium experiences, just go to Disneyland.com f- slash food and wine. And I wish I could go every weekend because... I would just eat my way through this yep.
0: place.
1: And that was Beth Cumberland from Maine who sent us an email asking if they were possible to try anything Monday through Thursday. I'm, yeah. guessing,
0: I'm guessing at least the ones that are at the regular locations may be available during the week. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I yeah.
1: would hope so. Because boy, that would be a pain in the butt to change their kitchen just for yeah. the weekends.
0: Two, yeah, for three
3: days. Yeah. Well, they yeah. said it's the wine festival marketplaces, and so all of the restaurants were under that category in their blog.
0: Okay. Interesting. Okay. And
3: some of the um also some of the the wine locations and all that seem to be under that
0: all right nancy
1: okay so i found something really really fun and i want to thank leslie barrier for this um if you go to eventbrite.com, you will find there is, and we are not affiliated with these folks, but I think this is an amazing charity, um, there is a wonderful, wonderful Southern California charity called the Little Bag Ladies, and they, they basically specialize in helping um, homeless women and girls in Southern California, and they are hosting a charity... Um, A pre-Mother's Day charity high tea at the Disneyland Resort. So um, here's their um, thing. Join us in the Sleeping Beauty Pavilion at the Disneyland Resort for our second annual charity fundraiser. Walk the red carpet in the company of esteemed guests. Enjoy tea on Disney's fine china while enjoying upscale desserts, fresh scones, and sandwiches prepared by Disney's world-renowned chefs. Get photos with your favorite Disney characters, participate in a silent auction, and enjoy live entertainment while supporting homeless women and girls. Enter the raffle to win two Disneyland Park Hopper tickets. Um, They also are offering um, their guests deeply discounted Disneyland theme park tickets with the purchase of Tea Party Admission. Turn your charitable deed into a day that will make memorable moments for you, your family, and your friends. A hundred percent of the proceeds from this event will go towards supporting the Little Bag Ladies organization. Now, the one caveat to this, well, there's a couple caveats, but dress code will be strictly enforced. This is a festive event, so dress fancy. An award will be given to the wearer of a, of the best hat. The event has limited seating, so purchase your tickets immediately to begin making great memories. And it's the perfect pre-Mother's Day gift. Um, This is um, a private event, invitation only. The event can only be entered with pre-purchased tickets. There will be no ticket sales during the event. Um, The event is suited for ages four and up, but everyone is welcome. The Disneyland Hotel Parking is available for general parking. Valet parking is also an option. Um, The organizer of the event is A-N-J-A-N-E-T-T-E at LittleBagladies.com. And they will check identification and ticket at the door. Um, Let's see. And for those who have purchased theme park tickets, you will be given a physical ticket upon entry of the tea party. And there are no refunds. And it is Saturday, April 30th from 1 to 4 at the Disneyland Hotel. Very cool. So that sounds like an absolute fun event. Wonderful charity. So please keep that in mind. And once again, thank you to the Divas for bringing that to our attention. Uh,
2: Did you know how much it costs?
1: Did oh, yes. That? I'm sorry. I totally spaced that. Okay. Tickets range, and let me wait for this to reload because mm. I accidentally. Tickets range from fifty-seven thirty-seven to one hundred fifty-four seventy-four, and let me tell you what the difference is. Um, one Tea Party admission um, is fifty-seven thirty-seven. There are thirty-seven remaining at time of recording on Sunday night. Um, Disneyland Park Admission and High T is one fifty four seventy four. Mm. So less than $100 for Park Admission. Um, and there are 80 of those tickets remaining. So there are... So there's a total of, what, 117 tickets altogether, but only 37 are without. And there's also this a place like if you fun. just want to donate, you know, go for it.
0: Very cool. All right, moving on. Let me have a quick rapid fire. Uh, Great Wolf Lodge has another special rate. This one's actually bigger than the ones we've been reporting on. Uh, book by April fourth and save up to thirty percent when you stay two or more nights. So uh, rates as low as one hundred and seventy-five dollars, which is kind of kind of cool. Uh, use promo code Welcome. A promo code Welcome. Uh, state dates are April 10th through May 26th, and you, again, you have to book by April 4th. All right, it's time for- Oh, you know, can I,
3: I want to piggyback off that. Yeah. Check your employee um, like benefits and perks. I was trolling through hours this week, and I saw that we actually have a discount for Great Wolf Lodge at oh, certain locations. It's called like the, the Great Wolf Pack. And um, anyway, it's a discount on, you know, room reservations and other things. Uh, they're working for, to get us uh, discounts at every single Great Wolf Lodge. Right now, it seems to be for the ones that, you know, where we'd make a vacation out of it by traveling east. So um, anyway, so uh, just, so you might have a benefit where you work. So just check it out. I don't. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, all right, it is time for March Madness. Um, we spent a lot of time on the Knott's Boys and Fairy Festival, so we're going to move through this pretty quickly. Uh, for those of you listening live and for those of you listening on iTunes, head to tinyurl.com slash Diz March Madness 2016 uh, to follow along on the bracket. Um, and again, voting will begin tonight, of this recording and go through noon Pacific next Sunday, the Easter. Um, okay, so the results, here we go. It, is it, do you have the link readily available for us? Um, I can, yes. Okay.
3: Think Sorry that's... to slow things down. Oh, that's
0: okay. <laughs> Uh, but, 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 yeah, that was good. Okay, it's, well, here, it's www.tinyurl.com.
2: I voted, and some of them were very difficult to choose. Yeah, they were.
0: Church Madness, 2016, see if that works. All right.
1: I had it open already.
0: All right, so... In the resorts bracket, as expected, number one, World of Disney, trounced number 16-something-silver, 96. Um, I will give you fake scores, but these are the percentages of of the vote. Uh, Trounced number 16-something-silver, 96 to 4. (laughs) Sorry, Mary Jo. Uh, They will take on number eight, D Street, who beat number nine, who beat number nine, Disney Pen Traders, 66 to 34. Um, This should be an interesting one. Number five, Ride Makers, bested number 12, Sunglass Icon, 67 to 33. And they will take on number four, Build-A-Bear. So it'll be RideMakers versus uh, (laughs) Build-A-Bear, who knocked the stuffing out of number 13, ESPN Studio Store, 83 to 17. Um, Fully expected. Yeah. In a little bit of an upset in Tony's mind, um, number 11, Wonderground Gallery, knocked out number six, Fantasia Shop, 64 to 36. Yay. And they will be up against number three Marceline's oh, Confectionery.
1: That's right. Um, who
0: deserved their rank with a ninety-six-four win over number fourteen Little Mismatched. <laughs> the final match in the resort bracket will see number seven Disney Vault twenty-eight, who beat the poor girls at number ten Anna and Elsa's Boutique ninety yes. to t- ninety to ten, take and them they will down. they will take on number two. <laughs> The Lego Store, who stepped all over number fifteen, Sunook, eighty-five to fifteen.
1: Sunook so wins out every time at the end of the day, though, man. Yeah, it no, just, yeah some yeah, right. people uh, didn't vote after the park was out.
0: <clears throat> all right, so again, resort resort <laughs> brackets will be World of Disney versus D Street, Ride Makers versus Build a Bear, Wonderground versus Marceline's, and Vault Twenty Eight versus Lego Store. So. That will be the votes in the there resort are some bracket. In
3: that.
0: Some tough ones in there. All right, moving on to the Main Street bracket. Uh, the home team, number one Emporium, took out number sixteen Emporium. Main Street Supply. Did I spell it wrong? Worse, mm-hmm. probably. I, <laughs> did, I did it very quickly. Uh, Emporium took out number sixteen Main Street so Photo Supply ninety six to four. Wow. Uh, feel sorry for their opponent, number nine Pooh Corner. Who eked out a win over number nine, Crystal mm. Arts, 54 to 46. That was a close one. Mm. Uh, number five, Disney Clothiers sent home the visiting number 12, Briar Patch, with a 74 to 26 win. That
1: and makes perfect sense. And they
0: will play number four, Disney Showcase, who beat number 13, uh, New Century Jewelry, 87 to 13. Yeah,
1: um, I see that.
0: Number six, Mad Hatter of Main Street had no trouble with number 11 20th century music company that score is 82 to 18 they'll head down the street to take on number three candy palace who beat the fortuosity number 14 fortuosity shop 84 to 16 i'm surprised at that one
1: that's gonna be a that's gonna be a rough rough go mad hatter Um, versus candy palace yeah
0: um, let's see. And finally, in the Main Street bracket, number seven, Main Street Magic Shop.
3: Oh, great. Made, I'm glad that little shop's hanging in there.
0: Made, made the number 10 China Closet disappear, 69 to 31. Uh, oh. However, they may have a little trouble with number two, Disney Anna. Oh,
2: who my favorite out, shop. Who
0: cut out number 15, <laughs> Silhouette Studio, 74 to 26. Wow. This was fun writing this crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in the Main so Street... In Main Street bracket, we've got Emporium spelled incorrectly. I, I will fix that. Let's see. I there we it's go. It's okay. Emporium versus Pooh Corner. Uh, Clo- Disney Close the Earth versus Showcase. Mad Hatter versus Candy Palace, and Magic versus Disney Anna. Those yeah, those are some tough decisions. All right, over to the Lands bracket. Number one, Star Trader zoomed over Mademoiselle Antoinette's perfumer.
1: What a pairing. Place, 88
0: to 12. She
1: was robbed. Yeah, she I was know, number but 16. I'm not surprised She's number that.
0: 16. I know, it's next, okay. F- next for them will be number 8, Pieces of Eight, who knocked out number 9, Fantasy Fair Gifts, 73 to 27.
1: Star Trader versus Pieces of Eight? Yep. That's That to be, a- be a
0: tough one. Yeah. Number 5, Two Little... Two big franchises. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, number 5, Little Green Men's Store Command, was eternally grateful for an 81-19 win over... Number twelve Autopia Winner's Circle. Uh they may not be as lucky with number thirteen La Masquerade d'Orleans, who upset yep. number four, It's a Small World Toy Shop in a close game fifty-one to forty-nine. Really?
2: Yeah. That's a good one.
0: That's that's the Pandora store, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Now
2: it is,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh number eleven, Westward Ho Trading Company, pinned down number six, bibbidi Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, another upset yes. sixty-eight to thirty-two. They'll go against number three, Mad Hatter of Fantasyland, who beat the Castle Heraldry Shop, number 14, Hmm. 75 to 25. So that's... eh, I'm kind of upset about that one. That's kind of expected. Yeah. These hats are popular. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Lastly, in the lands bracket, number seven, Fairy Tale Treasures, won a close one against number 10, Bonanza Outfitters, 54 to 46. Uh, And they will go against number two, Pioneer Mercantile, who beat number 15, Cristal Dourlines, 63 to 37 so one <coughs> one Frontierland store is gone the other will avenge uh, okay so reviewing the lands bracket star trader versus pieces of ace of so star wars versus pirates uh little green men versus la masquerade darlings westward ho versus mad hatter of Fantasyland, land and fairy tale treasures versus pioneer mercantile all right over to the dca bracket Number one, Elias and Company destroyed number 16, Julius, Cats and Sons, 92 to Mm. 8. They will be up against number eight, Big Top Mm -hmm. Toys, who squeaked out a win against number nine, Gone Hollywood, 56 to 44. Uh, Number... Five off the page, one handily 93 to 7 against number 12 Sideshow Shirts. Off the page, my other favorite. And they will play number four Trolley Treats, who rolled over number 13 Kingswell Camera Shop 93 to Mm 7.
2: Sorry, Trolley Treats. Yep, you're going down.
0: Exactly. Number six Oswalds didn't need luck beating number 11 Seaside Souvenirs 68 to 13. Next for them is number three, Russian River Outfitters, who washed away number 14, Treasures in Paradise, 66 to 34. Um, finally, <sighs> Ramon's House of Body Art crushed, n- that was number seven, Ramon's House of Body Art, crushed number 10, Sarge's Surplus at 63 yep. to 37, and they will go against number two, Los Feliz, Five and Dime, who took out their across-the-street rival, number 15, Atwater Ink and Paint, 34. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, 64 to 36. Wow. Uh, I actually s- like Outwear and Campaign a lot better.
0: Yeah. Okay, so to. Elias and Company versus Big Top Toys. I think we know where that's going. Off the page yeah. versus Trolley Treats. I think we know where that's going. Uh, Oswald's versus Russian River Outfitters. I'm going to go that with that Outfitters. That, one
1: that was out interesting.
0: One. And Ramon's House of Vadiart Art versus Los Fleas, five, five and Dime. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, tinyurl.com slash Diz Madness 2016 to take a look at the bracket and then head to our Facebook page. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes page, uh, head to our Facebook page to vote. You may vote once during the week for each, each, um, bracket for each set of brackets. So each round, you get one vote and again, votes will continue through noon on Sunday. Any surprises, Uh, Nancy? did you um
1: not horrendously not really, no, actually huh?
0: no and it was interesting i was because i was constantly checking the the scores and there were some very close matches there were some that were ties through I mean, throughout the week so it was yeah there was i mean there
1: ones. were no surprises in in world in um in downtown disney no absolutely none um
3: I think there the was some Candy Palace uh, uh, who yeah. be- beating fortuosity. That surprises that one, me. Yes, there we go. That's, yeah, that that's one kind of no surprised
1: surprise. me. But you know what? The Candy Palace has way more than it used to. It has way more stuff than it used to, and it's got, it, it's got those drinks now too, the the Slurpee drinks, and all that. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you don't. Care for upscale women's clothes? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> really the they moved are all gone the now. Yeah. they moved all of the Duny and Burke across the street. So really, Fortuosity, the watches are gone for the yeah. most part. Uh, you know, if you don't care for that particular line of clothing, you're not gonna shop at Fortuosity. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I go in it for the decor.
1: <laughs> I love the decor. The decor yeah. is so fun. That's that's one of my go to shops. I'm sad that the Silhouette Studio didn't score higher because those are such big memories for a lot of people, but I think they're also underutilized by a lot of yeah, guests. Yes, it too. didn't
3: have a chance.
1: No, we it really didn't. Not with Disney and a shop.
0: All right, um, so we will have results next week and our thoughts on that. Uh, thank you, Brian. Appreciate you being, being with us tonight.
2: Thank you for inviting me. This was a blast.
0: All right, for those of you listening live, uh, we will continue in a moment with... Uh, Karen, who will be um, will will help her plan her trip. Um, otherwise, that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week, and of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.